Hi, we're Isaac and Sonia Horn from FBC Powell, and we want to invite you to celebrate Easter with our church family this year. On Good Friday, April 2nd at 6.30, we will have a Lord's Supper service as we remember Christ's sacrifice for us. This service will be in person and online. If you're watching online, we want to encourage you to stop by the church office and pick up the elements for the Lord's Supper. On Easter Sunday, April 4th, we will have two opportunities to celebrate the resurrection of Christ. We will have an outdoor service at 7 a.m. at the Hometown Kyle Pavilion, and we'll also have our regular scheduled 11 a.m. service in person and online. If you have any questions, please contact the church office at 512-268-3511, or you can email us at info at fbckyle.com. You can also find more information on our website at www.fbckyle.org. We hope you will join us in celebrating our resurrected Savior this Easter season. the director of the children's ministries at FBC Kyle and I want to tell you about an exciting outreach that we're going to be having called you've been egged we will have family egg bags prepared that you can take home with you and egg your neighbor's yards all you do is scatter the eggs around their yard or their patio area the eggs will be filled with treats and the bag will include a fun activity and the message of Christ as well as some information about our church last year this was something we saw done in the community and we thought it would be a great way to reach our neighbors this year and spread the good news of the gospel the family egg bags will be available for pickup on palm sunday march 28th outside of the sanctuary as well as in the church office we encourage you to egg your neighbor's yards anytime this week leading up to easter the goal of this event is to spread the love and joy of christ to our fellow neighbors we would love for you all as church members to join us in this event and we can't wait to participate with you if you have any questions, feel free to email me at jenny.bermonski at fbckyle.com or at info at fbckyle.com.
We're Isaac and Sonia Horn from FBC Powell, and we want to invite you to celebrate Easter with our church family this year. On Good Friday, April 2nd at 6.30, we will have a Lord's Supper service as we remember Christ's sacrifice for us. This service will be in person and online. If you're watching online, we want to encourage you to stop by the church office and pick up the elements for the Lord's Supper. On Easter Sunday, April 4th, we will have two opportunities to celebrate the resurrection of Christ. We will have an outdoor service at 7 a.m. at the Hometown Kyle Pavilion, and we'll also have our regular scheduled 11 a.m. service in person and online. If you have any questions, please contact the church office at 512-268-3511, or you can email us at info at fbckyle.com. You can also find more information on our website at www.fbckyle.org. We hope you will join us in celebrating our resurrected Savior this Easter season.
I'm Jenny Bromonsky, the director of the children's ministries at FBC Kyle, and I want to tell you about an exciting outreach that we're going to be having called You've Been Egged. We will have family egg bags prepared that you can take home with you and egg your neighbor's yards. All you do is scatter the eggs around their yard or their patio area. Seems the eggs will be filled like with treats, and the bag will be filled with the message of Christ, as well as some information about our church. Last year, this was something we saw done in the community, and we thought it would be a great way to reach our neighbors this year and spread the good news of the gospel. The family egg bags will be available for pickup on Palm Sunday, March 28th, outside of the sanctuary, as well as in the church office. We encourage you to egg your neighbor's yards anytime this week leading up to Easter. The goal of this event is to spread the love and joy of Christ to our fellow neighbors. We would love for you all as church members to join us in this event, and we can't wait to participate with you. If you have any questions, feel free to email me at jenny.bromonsky at fbckyle.com or at info at fbckyle.com. Say to me, son, stop fighting a fight. It's already been won. And I am redeemed. You set me free.
Hi, we're Isaac and Sonia Horn from FBC Powell, and we want to invite you to celebrate Easter with our church family this year. On Good Friday, April 2nd at 6.30, we will have a Lord's Supper service as we remember Christ's sacrifice for us. This service will be in person and online. If you're watching online, we want to encourage you to stop by the church office and pick up the elements for the Lord's Supper. On Easter Sunday, April 4th, we will have two opportunities to celebrate the resurrection of Christ. We will have an outdoor service at 7 a.m. at the Hometown Kyle Pavilion, and we'll also have our regular scheduled 11 a.m. service in person and online. If you have any questions, please contact the church office at 512-268-3511, or you can email us at info at fbckyle.com. You can also find more information on our website at www.fbckyle.org. We hope you will join us in celebrating our resurrected Savior this Easter season. bags and grab your gear. BBS is so much fun. Pack your bags and grab your gear because LifeWays VBS 2021 is headed to present day Israel where discovery awaits. I love BBS. We'll unearth more than just dirt as we dig up exciting evidence that proves biblical events were not just stories. They really happened. Seek truth, find Jesus. We'll explore real life archeological finds that have helped us to uncover the truth about Jesus. As junior archeologists, kids will study tangible pieces of the past to learn the truth about who Jesus is and why he came. Stories from the Bible will leap off the pages as kids explore where Jesus walked and examine artifacts that bring the world of the Bible to life. At Destination Dig, we'll uncover the truth at Worship Rally Dig Site, Bible Study Tent, Artifact Crafts, Missions Market, Desert Cave Music, Mess Tent Snacks, and Recreation Ruins. Along the way, we'll discover the truth of Jeremiah 29, 13, that God reveals himself to us when we seek and we search for him with all our hearts. Don't miss out on this summer's amazing expedition. Join us at Destination Good morning. I'm excited um, to kind of talk about VBS this year. So my name is Jenny Brabonski. I am the Children's Ministries Director here at FBC Kyle. This is Tanya Horn and Alex McKinney. They are our VBS directors, as well as wearing many other hats here at the church. Um, so we're excited. So June 21st is going to start our Vacation Bible School week. It's going to be from 9 to 12, um, from Monday through, uh, Monday through Friday. Um, and this year we're going to do a hybrid model. We are going to offer in-person and, in, and virtual. So it just depends on what people are comfortable with. So we have a cap as far as many that we can offer here and have in person. And anybody that doesn't feel comfortable with that or just doesn't, you know, get within that time frame of the allowance will be able to still offer a vacation Bible school to them just in a virtual model. So we're excited about that um, and looking forward to it. So. Yeah, and as if y'all watched the video, the theme for this year is Destination Dig. And so we're just really excited to offer that to our kids in our church and our community. And they're really just going to be seeking truth and finding Jesus and what that's all about. So we're, we're really excited. Um, we have the uh, planning and preparations in full swing for VBS this year. We have, um, as you saw in the video, we've got a lot 
uh, to offer these children, and we're looking for volunteers. So outside in the hallway, we have a table set up. We have a sign-up sheet for volunteers. And um, if you put your name down there, grab a background check, and uh, then we'll ask for that later. Um, we're also going to have a bigger information session next Sunday, uh, March 28th at 4 p.m., and it's going to be on Zoom. So um, we would be able to give you more information about how VBS is going to run, what it's going to look like, uh, how it's different this year, and what we'll need from our volunteers. And if you have any questions, you can uh, reach out to Tanya, uh, Jenny, or myself, and we'd be happy to answer any questions you have. But we're really excited to get this started. We're looking forward to having all of our kiddos back in person together and um, being able to fellowship and learn more about Jesus. Well, thank you guys so much. We're super excited. There's a lot going on. Uh, you know, we got BBS. We've got some Easter activities uh, coming up soon. So we got a Good Friday service April 2nd here at the church. Uh, it's going to be in person and online. And then we've got a sunrise service Easter morning at the hometown Kyle Pavilion. Um, and that's at 7 a.m. And then we have our regular Easter, you know, service, which is just going to be really awesome. It's going to be so exciting to celebrate the Lord and celebrate our risen Savior. So we hope you will all join us in all of those activities. Um, if you're watching online, I want to say welcome and thank you. We're so excited you're joining us virtually. Uh, there are going to be a couple of, of things uh, popping up on the screen, a couple of QR codes that you can scan. One is uh, a connection card you can fill out and uh, give us your information and tell us you know, who you are um, and how you heard about us. And then there's also a code that will take you to our giving page if you feel led to give. This is a lot of information. I'm talking so fast. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I want to thank you all so much for your consistent giving and for those in here. There are some baskets at the exits here. Uh, if you feel led to give, you can just set your offering in there. But the Lord is good. We've got an amazing service. Um, so let's go, go to him in prayer before we begin our worship. Father God, um, Lord, you're just so worthy, Lord. And you're so deserving of all of the praise, Father God. And we love you, Lord, and we thank you so much for all that you've done for us, Lord. You're so good. You're so faithful, Father God. Lord, and who are we that we get to come before an almighty God, an almighty, sovereign, wonderful uh, Lord and worship? Who are we, God? But we thank you so much for your goodness, and we thank you so much for your grace, and we love you. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Y'all will stand as we begin our worship. Bow at his feet, he has done great. 
Lord, we thank you so much, Father God, just for who you are, Lord. And now we get to come before you and worship you. Lord, you're so good, you're so faithful, and you're so worthy of all the praise, Lord. And we love you, and it's in your name we pray. Amen. Thank you. What a great day to be in God's house, amen? It is such a privilege to be a part of a family of faith. You know, from time to time, God does something very special in the life of a church, a local church. One of their own, one of the young men, is touched by God and called to vocational Christian ministry. That is a miracle of grace. Amen? Amen. And today, we get to celebrate that miracle. One of our own, Seth Kirkendall has been called by God to the ministry. Amen. You know Seth and Megan and Charlie, and I know you've all been blessed by them and their years of service here in this church. It's a blessing to be a part of this service where we ordain Seth to the gospel ministry. Amen. Let me say something about Seth. He's going to come and preach in a minute. But I have known few people in my life who love Jesus and loved his word more than Seth Kirkendall. He loves the Lord. And it's evident in his life. It's evident in his life of service. It's evident in his belief in the word of the inspired and errant word of God and his presentation of it. Amen. Got a chance to visit with Seth's mom for just a minute, a little bit earlier. And she shared with me something about Seth. 
She said when, when he was young, they had studied in a Bible study about Hannah and Samuel and how Hannah had dedicated her son to the ministry. And she prayed for Seth when he was young and dedicated him to the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. And today is a fulfillment of that prayer. Today is a fulfillment of Jesus Christ's work in his life, taking them forward to proclaim the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. What a special day. What a special privilege to be a part of it. Amen. Let's pray, and then Seth is going to come and share from the word. Father God, we give you thanks for Seth and Megan in charge. Lord, for your hand that is upon their life. Thank you, Father. By your grace, by your grace, you've called them out. Thank you, Father. Lord, we thank you in advance for all that you will do through Seth in his life of ministry and Megan and Charlie. Bless him now as he comes to share your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning. Thank you for letting me be here today. Sorry, my voice is a little different. I've got something going on. But imagine what it would be like to be a helper for the Apostle Paul. What would a regular guy do? Working for Paul. He's the missionary that we can all think that we have faith. What would somebody like us do to help him? We're going to look at 1 Timothy today. If you can open your Bibles there, we'll be in 1 Timothy chapter 1. And today we have the privilege of worshiping God, praising him for what he has done in our lives. It's a privilege to be with you guys today. And uh, this is Ascending Church, and I'm humbled that you let me preach for you, and uh, thank you for letting me do this. Um, but when we get here, 1 Timothy chapter 1, we're going to look mainly at verses 12 through 17. And this is a really special part of Scripture. Here in the book of 1 Timothy, Paul is instructing Timothy. He reminds him what the focus is, what it's all about, and he's encouraging him. As he goes, he's instructing him. He's answering the question, what are we about? How do we keep our focus as we move through life, when we face challenges, when we face ups and downs? How do we stay focused? And he points Timothy to the gospel. We get to see mercy from God and the glory of his work. So if you'll stand with me. We're going to start our service by reading the scripture. We're going to read verses 12 through 17. Verse 12. I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has strengthened me because he considered me faithful, putting me into service. Even though I was formerly a blasphemer and a persecutor and a violent aggressor, yet I was shown mercy because I acted ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord was more than abundant with faith and love, which are found in Christ Jesus. It is a trustworthy statement, deserving full acceptance, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, among whom I am the foremost of all. 
Yet for this reason I found mercy, so that in me, as the foremost, Jesus Christ might demonstrate his perfect patience as an example for those who would believe in him for eternal life. Now, to the King, eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Let's pray and ask the Lord to guide us through this time. Father, you are our God. You are gracious to us. You show us mercy. It is abundant. We don't deserve it. You are a good God. You always are and you are always faithful. Please help us to trust in you. Please help us to stay focused on you. Today, please help us to understand your word. Please help us to understand what you're saying in this passage here. Help us to praise you for it. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. All right, so we have the Apostle Paul writing to Timothy, his helper. And Timothy is just like a regular guy. He doesn't have some of the things the Apostle Paul does. Think about all the things that the Apostle Paul did. He, he worked miracles. He did things that only apostles could do. But I don't know if we see that with Timothy. Timothy's just like one of us. He's just a regular guy. He's known maybe for being a little bit timid. He was faithful. He tried hard. He was dedicated. But Timothy's just a regular guy. And when you go through this passage here, we see Paul giving him instructions on how to deal with the church in Ephesus, but he's also encouraging him. He says, Timothy, you don't have to be able to out-debate everybody on every single issue. Don't get caught up in the fruitless debates. And Timothy, don't get trapped into delighting into your own righteousness. Timothy worked really hard to be righteous. He took it seriously, even to the point where he got sick because he was working so hard. And, Tim and Paul had to tell him, Timothy, take a little wine with your water so you don't keep getting sick. Timothy worked hard. And we see Paul encouraging here, him here. But look at verse 5. Verse 5, Paul says to Timothy, the goal of our instruction is love from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. This is what it's all about. And this brackets our passage. We have it in verse 5. But we also have it in verse 19. Verse 5, Paul sets up the focus for Timothy. Keep this in mind. This is what we do. And in verse 19, Paul charges Timothy. He says, Keep the faith and a good conscience which some have rejected and suffered shipwreck. says, hold on to these things. So our structure is a little bit like Paul is taking us up to a mountain. He's going to take us up to the summit, to the peak of the mountain. And we get to praise God there. So we start out, verse 5, a good conscience and a sincere faith. Then we get Paul's testimony. He tells everybody, I received Mercy, and Paul goes further with his own story and takes us to praise at the top of the mountain. Look at all that God has done in the gospel, the glorious gospel, the blessed God with which I have been entrusted. That's what Paul said. And then he kind of switches to looking at all of us. He says, yet for this reason I received mercy. We all have received mercy for this 
reason. And he goes further with all of us. And he's charging Timothy, but he's talking to everybody here. Maybe Timothy's standing up the front, but Paul is talking to all the Christians that would read this letter. And he says, keep faith and a good conscience. So that's where we're going today. We get to look at the mercy of the Lord and praise him for it. And Paul gives us an example of his life. He says, what has God done that God is so blessed? What is so great about the gospel? Look at verse 12 with me. It says, I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who has strengthened me. He made me able. He gave me something that was his. Jesus strengthened me. And he goes on. He says, he considered me. The focus of this part isn't Paul saying, I was so faithful. It's saying, Jesus looked on me. He considered me. He let me be one of the people that he worked in. And he picked me up. He put me into service. He picked me up and set me aside as one of his own. This is Paul's testimony. And many of us can say that. But look at what Paul goes on in verse 13. He says, Jesus did this even though I was formerly a blasphemer. Now, previous in 1 Timothy, we have a list of sins, maybe the, the infamous sins, if you want to call them that, the sins that nobody would want to do. We know to avoid those. But Paul gives us his own list of sins here. He says, I was a blasphemer. This is one you don't even want to joke about. You don't want to joke about denying God, seeing God work and saying it was something else, just straight up denying God, rejecting him. Paul says, I did that. I was a persecutor. I actively worked against Christians, against God's work. I was a violent aggressor. I was fighting God. And Paul was saved, not by anything in himself. Don't get trapped looking at righteousness, our righteousness. And he goes on, he says, yet I was shown mercy, mercy that I didn't deserve. I was shown mercy. Jesus Christ brought it, brought it to me and gave me mercy because I acted ignorantly in unbelief. That's not Paul making an excuse. He's saying what I did was 100% sinful. I was wrong. Jesus found me and showed me mercy. And when that happened, the grace of our Lord was more than abundant. Paul's saying, I had big sin, but God's grace was bigger. How about that? The grace of our Lord was more than abundant with the faith and love which are found in Christ Jesus. Again, he brings us to the idea of faith, love, and a good conscience. This is what it's all about. And we find these in the gospel. This is the main thing. This is where we have to keep our focus. This is what saves us. And this is what we are about, the gospel. And look at what he says in verse 15. He says, it is a trustworthy statement. He's saying, let's all recognize this together. It's deserving full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. He says, Christ, Christ, the promised Messiah, the one that we've been waiting for, he came. He was called Jesus. He came to save sinners. He was God, with God from the beginning. 
He took on flesh and he came here to save us so that he could glorify God, to make a way for salvation, the thing that we could not do on our own, that we don't deserve. He did it for us. He came to save sinners, among whom I'm the foremost of all. I like one of the older versions that says, of whom I am the chief. Paul says, I am the chief of sinners. He looks at the gospel. He looks at what God has done, the mercy and grace that he has received. He says, I am the worst. And we should all be standing in Paul's shoes at this point. This is what we're about. This is how we keep our focus. We say, I was the worst. I know my sin. It took abundant grace. It took great grace to save me. I was the foremost. I was the chief. But God's grace was bigger. Say it with me, guys. Let's say this together. It is a trustworthy saying deserving full acceptance. Speak with me. That Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, among whom I am the foremost of all. Let's remember that. Let's live that. We're praising God for it. It says, yet for this reason I found mercy. mercy. For this reason God did this work in my life so that I could be an example. So that in me, as the foremost, Jesus Christ might demonstrate his perfect patience. <clears throat> An example of how good God's grace is. Of how he works. I'm an example of how God can save. I was a blasphemer. I was a persecutor. I was a violent aggressor. But God made me able. He gave me something that I didn't have. He looked on me, considered me. And he put me into service. For this reason, I found mercy so that people could see how good God is, how big his grace is. So that in me, as the foremost, Jesus Christ might demonstrate his perfect patience as an example for those who would believe in him for eternal life. So let me ask you this you're in church. I would say you probably have some beliefs about God. But have you personally, not just sitting in the church, have you personally accepted for yourself? Have you believed that Christ is the Savior, that he came to save sinners, that you are a sinner that needs to be saved? Do you think when Christ was on the cross getting the nails pounded in that he thought about you? That he gave his life so that you could walk with God. That he paid the price that you couldn't pay, that none of us could pay. Is his grace for you? Have you accepted that? Have you committed to it? Scripture tells us that if we believe in our hearts that God raised Christ from the dead and we uh, confess with our mouth that he is Lord, we will be saved. And you can sit in church your whole life and never make that your own. Have you made it your own today? For this reason, we are saved. 
so that we can be an example of God's grace. And now we praise him. He is our king, the one that gives us eternal life, the eternal life that we live out now, the new life that we have in his resurrection. He is our king. He is our Lord. He is eternal. He is without beginning or end. When time began, God was there. He is immortal. He is above us. He's a whole different kind of thing than we are. He is the invisible God. He's all different than other than any other conception of God. There is no idol to worship our God. He is the invisible God. He is the only God. And to him be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. So let me ask you this. How are you going to keep faith? How are you going to keep a good conscience? Keeping faith is being completely persuaded that Jesus Christ is the Savior, that he is the promised Messiah. Having a good conscience is knowing him and then knowing how to act by that. This is what Paul charges to Timothy. He says, this is the point of our ministry, love from a pure heart, a sanctified inner person, one set apart by God as his. And that's not just for anybody that stands up here. This is for all of us. Anybody who believes in Christ is called to ministry, called to live this out. We all need to be completely persuaded. And we know how to act because we know him and we know his words. So let me ask you, is the Holy Spirit working on your conscience today? Is there anything in your life that you need to talk to him about? Do you know that you need grace? If the Lord has put it on your heart to respond, take this time to do it. We didn't come to church today just to have a service, just to sing some songs. We came to hear God's word and respond to it. And we're looking at how good the gospel is. If the Holy Spirit is pricking your heart, telling you that you need to believe, do that today. Believe in him for eternal life, for the new life that is only found in him. Have a good conscience. Keep the faith. If you feel like you have strayed from him, if you're not walking with the Lord right now, he will always take you back. Just come, repent. Believe who he is and make that the center of your life. And today, while we have this special chance to talk about ministry, if there are any of you who feel like God has put a call in your life to dedicate your vocation, your job to serving him, please come up and let us talk with you. Let's identify that and make it Real, come up to the front and stand with me and let's talk about your call, what God has called you out. Again, we are all called to serve God, but if he is trying to pull you out and set you aside for something, answer that, respond. So Taylor's going to come up and we're going to sing a song. Let's praise God for what he has done in the gospel. Let's praise him for how good his grace is, for how abundant he is, that he would show us mercy. But let's remember why he showed us mercy, so that other people 
can see his grace working in our lives and believe in him. Lord, thank you for giving us your word. Please help us to hold on to you. Please help us to look at the mercy you gave us and, and praise you for it. Help us to be completely persuaded that you are the one and there is nothing else that can compete with you. If there's anybody here that needs to make a decision about you, please give them the courage to do it today. If there's anybody here that you have called out, Lord, please show them. Please make it real in their lives. Show them how to walk and take the next step. In Christ's name we pray. Isn't our Lord wonderful? I want to thank you, sir, for preaching the Word of God today. Anointed by the Holy Spirit, true to the Word of God, and I know my heart was touched today. Amen. Let's give the Lord praise. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, you see before you a group of men. These are ordained men of our church, and they formed early an ordination council. And the purpose of an ordination council is to question Seth about his salvation experience, his walk with the Lord, his doctrine. And let me tell you, Seth was grilled pretty, pretty extensively. And I want to tell you, it was a privilege to hear this man's heart. Seth loves the Lord. He lives for Jesus. He walks with him every day. He loves the word. Amen. Well, this ordination council at the conclusion of their deliberations would like to recommend to you 
that we as First Baptist Church of Kyle, Texas, ordain him to the gospel ministry. Amen. That is the recommendation, a unanimous recommendation of all of these men that were at that council today. But this council doesn't ordain people. This council doesn't have the authority to say we believe that he's called of God. That's your responsibility as the local church. And so in just a minute, I'm going to ask you to prayerfully vote. These men have have asked Seth many questions on your behalf and are convinced that he's called by God to this ministry. If you're a member of this church and you would agree with this council to ordain Seth to the gospel ministry, I want you to pray for a moment and then I'm going to ask you to take a vote. Dear Father, reveal your will to us today. We seek only your will. We seek only your glory. Give us wisdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Now let us consider ourselves an official conference as a church. If you're a member of this body and would believe that Seth is called by God to the gospel ministry, I'm going to ask you to raise your right hand. Those opposed by like sign. And Seth, that's every one of us. Amen. 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 These men are also ordained ministers. And Seth, I'm going to ask you to come and take a seat. We're going to pray for you right now as you begin this new chapter in your life with Christ. All you men, I'm going to ask you to just stretch your hand out to, to Seth. I'm not going to ask you to come personally. Stretch your hand out. And if God leads you to pray, just take that microphone right over there and pray for Seth as God leads you in this special time. Heavenly Father, Lord, it's a, an honor to be able to pray for Seth here this morning. Thank you, Lord, for being a part of his life and for reaching down and letting him know that uh, he is yours, Lord, and uh, that you have called him to this special, special place in his life and for his willingness, Lord, to, to set aside maybe his his own, his own desires and his own wishes, and to do your will, Lord. Thank you for that. And I pray that um, as he goes forward into this ministry, that you will just guide him every step of the way, and that he will look to you for guidance every step of that way as well. And uh, that we as a church collectively will pray for him, that we will lift him up, and uh, support him, Lord, because um, he will need it. There are going to be times in his life and in his ministry where he's going to feel defeated and he's going to need to know that, uh, that, um, that you love him and that we love him and that we are praying for him. And uh, just thank you for, um, for this, uh, what he's doing here, Lord, this morning.
most gracious Heavenly Father we are. It is um, indeed a privilege to for this church to ordain this young man as a minister of your word in the Lord Jesus Christ. Dear Lord, I just uh, pray each and every day that, uh, Lord, you would strengthen him. And I thank you for his family, that they are supportive, and I pray for them as well. Father, I lift them up to you as well. Father, he uh, said uh, we can say that he is truly a man of God, and I, I pray, dear Lord, that you would continue to direct his path strengthen him every day put your hedge of protection around him daily and we just pray that his future is totally in your hands and i pray already for the people that he's going to lead to christ through his ministry in jesus name amen heavenly father we just uh Thank you for this opportunity and for uh, calling Seth to the ministry and for him responding, Lord. And now I just pray that uh, he goes out and preaches the gospel of salvation, which is how you died on the cross for our sins, according to the scripture. You were buried and you rose again on the third day, according to the scripture. And Lord, uh, we just go pray that he preaches your precious blood Without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. And I pray that that is your will, Seth, and God's will, and you go out there, and, and we will all be praying for you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for Seth this morning and for his dedication to you. Father, I pray that he'll always be your vessel and that you'll let him pour forth your word and your will and always give him the words that you would have him to say and none other we say ask in your holy name heavenly father we just thank you for seth and his family we ask that you bless them lord as they as they do your work lord just be with them watch over them protect them lord in jesus name Lord Jesus, we remember. They brought to you five loaves and two fish, but you fed 5,000 men and women and children, and they had baskets, 12 baskets to bring back. So we pray for a blessing upon his life and his ministry. Take the little that he has, and increase it because Jesus we pray that you will be with him in spirit and in truth amen father as we continue in prayer for this brother we thank you Lord for your calling upon his life father we have heard his commitment to you and you know of that commitment we praise you for it father we just ask the lord again that your blessings would be upon him 
be upon his ministry that you have for him. Lead him, guide him through the days to come that he might proclaim the word of God. Your word, Father, that saves, that brings us to the realization of who you are and of who we are. We are sinners in need of salvation through Jesus Christ. And we praise you, Father, for that today. Thank you, Lord, that we're no longer sinners being searched for. We are sinners that have been found by you. And by your grace, we now have everlasting life through Jesus Christ, your son. And so, Father, as Seth proclaims that message, bless it, multiply it. Reach those who need you. Thank you, Father, that we have this opportunity of participating in your grand plan of spreading the word, of reaching to people that need salvation. Thank you again, Father, for this time to celebrate as this one comes to committing his life to follow you, to follow your direction, to follow in the ministry, a ministry that is wonderful, that's exciting. But, Lord, we know that there are difficulties, and so we pray that you will lift him up through those times. But, Father, we know that through it all, it, is, it will be worth it all when we see Jesus, and we look forward to that day, Father, as we pray in Jesus' name and for his sake. Heavenly Father, I come before you to name your son, Jesus. Hey, Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, I am not a member here, but I know in my heart, and my wife does too, that Seth has been anointed by you, Lord Jesus, to preach the truth, the truth of the word. Hey, Lord Jesus, I come here faithfully before you, and I pray for my fellow brother in Christ. I pray that no scheme of man and no power of hell gets in his way of him continue to preach the truth, Lord Jesus. And I bind and rebuke all manner of evil that may come against him and his family, Lord Jesus. I bind them and rebuke it in your blessed name, Jesus Christ. And Lord Jesus, I pray for a powerful move of the Holy Spirit upon his life and his wife's life and all his family, Lord Jesus. Because I know the power of the Holy Spirit resides in this church. And we thank you and we love you. And just continue to strengthen with your faith and your obedience. And we pray this faithfully in your name, Jesus Christ. Father, we just want to thank you. We know that we're here in this place ordained Seth by your grace there is not a one of us that's worthy to know you there is not one of us that's worthy to follow you there's not one of us that's worthy to lead but Lord by your great grace 
And according to your everlasting love, you have called us out to know Christ and to follow him. And today we're especially thankful that by your grace and in accordance with your great love, you've called Seth out to this special place of service to say to those who love Christ, follow me as I follow my Savior. And I thank you for him. I ask, Father, that you'd raise him and Megan and Charlie up as a great example of grace. As a tremendous light of your loving salvation. Use them in a mighty way to bring glory to your name. We commit him into your loving hands. Ask, Father, that every word that he speaks would be anointed of your spirit. Everything that he does would show the heart and the hands and the love of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus. And now, Father, we commit him into your loving hands and trust you with his life, his family, his ministry, and thank you in advance for all that he will do for your kingdom. In Jesus' precious and holy name we pray. Amen. And all God's people said? Amen. 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 Seth, you may stand, brother. Amen. We're going to stand and sing a song that's very familiar to all of us in just a minute. But before we do that, Megan, will you and Charlie come up here just for a second? Give the Lord praise for this wonderful family. Seth, on behalf of the church here, I want to present you with this certificate of ordination. And I hope when you look at it, you'll be reminded of your call, of the love of Jesus Christ, and the support of your church family each and every day that you minister. So I present this to you in Jesus' name. Let's give the Lord praise and thanks. Amen. Amen. Stand with me as we sing. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him. Bless us and keep us, and may the Lord make his face to shine upon us and give us peace, both now and on that day when you call us home. In Jesus' precious name we pray, amen, amen. Go in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I want to thank you so much for watching us online here at FBC Kyle today. I want to thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. If you have questions about how you can become a follower of our Lord Jesus Christ, please contact me personally. I would love to speak with you. My number is 512-618-2733. If you'd like more information about our church and its activities, you can find that on our webpage at fbckyle.org. 
If you have other questions or comments, you can also reach us by email at info at fbckyle.com. Well, thank you again for joining us today. We trust that this service has been a blessing to you, and we ask the Lord to be with you as you are a blessing to others this week.